Hello, hello. How you doing? There's a there's a deep deep cut of a joke that only one person's going to understand, but if uh, they listen to it, I hope they get a chuckle. Uh, anyways, welcome to the podcast, Tangle Tales. This is Andy, the host, and uh, I started Tanglefoot Brewing in Temple, Texas. So I'm uh, yeah. I was thinking about different topics to go over in this episode um, after. Let me crack this beer open. Cheers, everybody. After uh, the previous weekend, I had a really awesome couple of conversations with my grandmother, uh, Joyce Martinek, and got me thinking about just in general how um, how I got to this place of uh, operating a brewery in the back of a barbecue restaurant. So I figured I would give a little bit more detailed overview of how, you know, what, what led up to the barbecue being where it is and, and kind of how I ended up getting in there. So, um, let's see, where do we start? So after getting some insight into the family history and, and, barbecue specifically, I learned some pretty interesting stuff uh, that I don't think anybody in our family really ever talked about. So my family, um, my last name is Martinek. My grandfather, Al Martinek of Al's Barbecue Barn, uh, married my grandmother, obviously. Um, Joyce, uh, her name is now Joyce Martinek, but Joyce Hines, Wanda Joyce Hines. Um, And they ended up purchasing a barbecue restaurant, which would be Al's Barbecue uh, Barn, from my grandfather's, for lack of a better term, stepfather, um, because that is an accurate term, uh, (laughs) stepfather Aubrey. Um, So my grandfather had uh, his mother, Martha, was married to a man, named Aubrey and Aubrey had a barbecue restaurant. And for those of you who have been in temple for a long period of time or, um, have probably distant or older family members that would probably be, um, more inclined to remember these things. Aubrey's barbecue was a, uh, pretty, pretty popular barbecue restaurant back in the day. Uh, I want to say probably in the 50s early 60s i don't i couldn't figure out um after when talking with my grandmother about what the exact dates were because this is all a long time ago and uh they weren't tweeting back then so i couldn't reference that but the uh yeah the original aubrey's was located uh downtown in a location that my grandmother uh so nicely referred to as the rock uh i think the rock house or the rock building Anyways, it was a an older, you know, rock building that this restaurant was located in behind a famous or whatever iconic place in Temple called Temple Feed. Anyways, uh, and that's kind of where I started and was like, okay, so Aubrey started this thing. But the plot thickened a little bit when I asked a follow-up question about, you know, where did Aubrey get this start from? And Aubrey actually was uh, an employee of a McKeska barbecue. So for those that have lived in Temple, again, uh, Clem McKeska's, or driven through Temple and seen the billboard with the 
older gentleman in the cowboy hat giving two thumbs up and uh, it says Clint McKeska's barbecue. So Clint McKeska's barbecue is like the biggest barbecue restaurant in Temple, or at least the most like famous. And they exist on the same street that Al's barbecue barn exists. So two very old uh, barbecue restaurants, uh, right? Like within a mile of each other, uh, two of the oldest restaurants in Temple in general, but I thought it was, uh, my grandmother was saying it was in reference to that Clem McKeska's, but it was actually, uh, I think a brother of Clem, another McKeska's barbecue and Aubrey was employed there and learned the, I guess, learned the ropes of, of how to run a barbecue restaurant. And he said, you know what? I think I can do this. I'm going to go ahead and set up shop right across or down the street. I, I don't have the exact map on hand, but she said that it was just right down the block. So he opened up Aubrey's barbecue. My grandfather ended up um, buying the barbecue and making it Al's barbecue. And then opened the location. And again, the timeline for me is, is pretty fuzzy because I don't know when, what happened when and, and how we, you know, the steps in the process, but ended up buying the barbecue restaurant from Aubrey and then opening Al's Barbecue Barn, another location in the location that it currently sits at. So on the corner of West, um, sorry, on the corner of 25th and West Avenue M, the uh, is, is where the current barbecue barn is, Al's Barbecue Barn. Uh, Open that up, and that is the like main original location, and that happened in 1969. And then at some point in the future, they open another location in Belton, but I'm not positive where it's at. I'm sure I could ask my grandmother a follow-up question, but they opened a third location and we're running all three barbecue restaurants, smoking the meats in the, what is now currently Al's Barbecue Barn on these large smokers that we have, these very intense industrial size uh, uh, barbecue smokers are pretty awesome. Uh, I think I've posted some on, on my Instagram account if you're interested in taking a peek. Anyways, so that's how the um, the locations got started. But the physical building that Al's Barbecue Barn is, is a kind of a hodgepodge, you know, sewn together building from an old uh, an old army barracks that my grandfather purchased for $100. I don't remember, I'm guessing it was around the time, you know, in that 1968 time frame, but purchased this old army barracks that was actually, and and I tell the story in the bar all the time. And every time I preface it by saying that I am not sure what the right, um, what the like accurate history is, but it was an old army barracks that was a shooting range for the temple police department. I think I've got that right. And the area of the building, if you've been into Tanglefoot that we uh, run the beer saloon out of used to be the, you know, the big thick lead plate that would stop the bullet. So anyways, that's an interesting fact. So that shotgun style, you know, wooden pier and beam building was assembled and put together by my grandfather and his friends. And then behind that building, there was a slab of concrete poured and another cinder block uh, building um, extension was put onto that. And that's where the the pit room is and 
and ultimately the uh, the drive through window on the back side of the building. And so it's a very uh, mishmash old building with a bunch of character and nuance, but that's how that building ended up being where it's at in this, you know, corner location on this plot of land. So the reason that I wanted to kind of dive into that is one, I thought it was super interesting and never really talked about this with my grandmother, but two was, um, I wanted to, to do a little bit of a deeper dive into the specific area where Tanglefoot exists, or at least what I call the beer saloon exists. So when you pull up to Al's barbecue barn on 25th and M, there's a large parking lot, but it's a kind of a rectangular single story, um, pitched tin roof buildings, old, old, uh, you know, old looking wooden building with, uh, two very long, large rectangular windows and a few circular windows, which are super cool. It's like one of my favorite elements of the, the whole building. These like, you know, wooden trimmed circular windows. Very cool. Anyways, that building, once you, uh, go inside the front doors, the two glass, um, entry doors to the building, when you, uh, I'm referencing Tanglefoot, you walk in and then you would turn directly to the left. So before Tanglefoot was there, take another sip. My mouth's getting dry. Before Tanglefoot was in Al's Barbecue Barn, that whole area was the back of the restaurant. So you walked in. If you turned to the left, you would see, you know, just this gray paneling. And then on the right-hand side, the back right corner of the wall, there was a wooden door that had a two-way swinging hinges. So you would, from time to time, pretty infrequently, you would see one of the employees go back there and uh, see the door kind of swing open and shut. So if you were to go into that room, this was just a total, you know, mess of a storage room. It was the, you know, for my entire childhood, this was the place that I thought was like the coolest in Al's Barbecue Barn because it was just like this little hidden area that nobody got to see. And it had all these cool old antique things that I just, I was really drawn to as a kid. Anyway, so you would walk back there and there were these massive, um, very heavy duty shelving units that were shelving restaurant cambros and, and catering equipment, these large stainless steel, probably 50 gallon or 40 gallon, um, tea containers. So when they did catering jobs for a thousand plus people, they'd have these massive containers of that could hold the iced tea. Uh, there was an old gumball machine, old typewriter, or not typewriters, old um, cash registers, which we still have. They're super awesome. They're really, really heavy and um, difficult to move, but they are really cool old things that I, I originally wanted to refurbish and put as the, the point of sale in Tanglefoot. But alas, there's only so much time in the day to do things and I have to make a podcast. So um yeah. So what else was back there? Uh, just general, you know, restaurant supply, extra pots and, um, all the equipment from the, you know, back when, when Al's used to cater, which was quite a lot there. That was a very large portion of their business for many, many years, but they were also one of the very few barbecue slash any, any type of restaurant in temple, but I digress. So 
when you walked into that room, it was dark and it was kind of, you know, dingy and cluttered. Then you walk to the left. So walk through the door and you would make a left and there would be this separating um, drywall, this, you know, kind of framed wall with, with drywall on either side. And then there was this little, that wall was, was a partition that had a doorway and it was basically an office that my grandmother had built in this back area. So before the, what is now an office um, section uh, of the building was, was built out. This was the, the area that I think my grandmother used. So there was an office area and then there was a bunch of filing cabinets and, you know, a, a fluorescent light with a light switch and that turned on and worked. And so anyways, that's kind of like the state of this back area, but the, there was no, like no hopes of that being turned into anything until we talked about turning it into a, a bar. It was just storage. So cluttered old storage room, uh, and we ended up gutting that whole thing and changing, um, obviously cleaning it up, breaking down that, that wall and, and really, really like for people that used to work there or, or family members that used to go back there and know what it used to look like. They're just blown away by how different that, that space was. So that is how, um, Tanglefoot came into existence. So there was this old dirty closet that I saw like some really cool character and, and potential there and decided to, Hey, let's just build a little tiny, a tiny, uh, bar back here and serve some beer. And another interesting tidbit is I initially considered running tap lines, uh, from the walk-in cooler, which is sort of like right behind the, um, like the right hand, like when you walk in the door, that back wall, the walk-in cooler is kind of like just on the other side of the area that is the beer saloon. So I initially was going to run some lines through there, but then just opted to to have a kegerator in and just keep everything super simple and clean. So did that. And um, yeah, now I uh, am, am fully operational serving beer out of there. And uh, there's one entrance, there's one doorway that we opened up. And so customers walk in, they sit at the bar, and then I'm behind the bar serving them. Um, and I, uh, yeah, ended up putting a little sign on the roof on that section of the building where the bar exists and then painting that kind of um, metal sheeting on the outside blue and then white letters, check loggers on the top. And uh, yeah, painting a little glass of a pivo and a tanglefoot cup in the circular window cutout, which is an an interesting thing that I struggled with when I first was building out the whole space. I wanted to put glass into that window and, and have that window open up in the bar. And I thought that'd be so cool for people in the bar to be able to look out and then people on the outside to be able to look in. But as I started doing, you know, I had a couple of uh, services and a couple of like trial runs and feedback from people was like, I actually really like it being cozy back here and um, decided to just leave it and not, not put glass in there and just have it boarded up and kept it nice and shut off from the outside. But in the future, I have plans of putting a little patio space out in front of, uh, in front of the building, moving the, the parking spaces back so that people can sit outside and a little will be a stretch to call it a beer garden, but you can go drink your beer on the, uh, the patio that is on the parking lot 
blacked up. So, uh, yeah, that's a kind of a windy story about something that I just got inspired to tell after speaking with my grandmother this weekend. So yeah, a lot of interesting tidbits that I learned and, uh, I will, uh, I'll have to update y'all with some more information and stories. If I, uh, get a chance to get some more information from my grandma and have a nice conversation. So anyways, thanks for listening. That's a, that's a wrap for today. Cheers. Bye.